Welcome back, everyone, to the Matrix Unveiled School of Mysticism. It's a pleasure and honor to be here once again with you all today to welcome you to this incredible conversation about the immortal avatar's ascension journey through Pandora's box, and to all of you that are going to be watching it later on in the school archives, as well as our versions on the other platforms. So we welcome you and we do have something very important for you this month to discuss. You know, this is going to be such a powerful conversation. As I look at the time right now, it is 111, which affirms that we are in universal harmony and resonance. And so we are going to manifest the opening of Pandora's box and the unveiling of what actually Pandora's box is, as well as the immortal avatar's ascension. So I did ask some of the students in the school about, you know, different topics that they wanted to hear about and receive gnosis on and one of the conversations was about where our real consciousness is really at you know where are our bodies at where are our real avatars at is this reality something similar to you know the matrix where you're plugged into a pod or even the movie avatar where you're inside of this avatar like character and your consciousness has been uploaded into another avatar like vessel and so today we're going to answer many, many, many questions, but we're also going to be talking about immortal ascension and what it really means to ascend into the higher planes, into the higher fractals of reality and what that actually is. So this is something that is a very complex topic. So by no means are we going to go to the full extent and length of this gnosis. We're definitely going to have to do more segments in this conversation because it is very in-depth, and even this lecture alone was already 30, 35 plus uh, slides before we had to decide, like, hey, we need to cut this here, because if we don't cut this here, it's going to go for, like, six hours. So, you know, let's just get right into it. Let's just hop right into the conversation. The first thing that we're going to talk about is this idea of ascension. What is ascension? Ascension is a word that has been thrown around so many times by spiritual and metaphysical communities and you know the internet you've probably heard the word ascension if you've watched new age teachings it's always about ascension and even ancient teachings was about ascension so the question is not is ascension real the question is what kind of distortion has blocked our ascension and what kind of uh of technology and what kind of consciousness do we need to actually unveil within ourselves to access the true levels of ascension. So what does ascension really mean? Well, ascension, in my definition, and in the definition of the school of mysticism and everything that we're teaching here, is talking about ascending into a higher plane of existence, no longer existing and being in tune with this physical realm, but actually transcending the physical realm, transcending the physical reality, and graduating to something more extreme, something more powerful. And there are many words for these different realities. So we will talk to you about that as well. We will talk to you about the various different levels of ascension. And even ascension in this construct or in this dream that we find ourselves in, there is a process of ascension that must take place in order for a spirit to truly become liberated from their density or their baggage or their lower vibrations or their basically their ties, their, their karma, quote unquote, into this reality. So 
when we can start to really understand the key components towards metaphysical ascension, we can start to move in the right direction. And definitely one of those would be unlocking the divine spark, which is in tandem with ascension. These are all similar words. When we start to become something more and greater than our physical selves, than our physical egos, than our mental bodies, the, the idea that we are just information or the idea that we are just physical nature and just what we've collected in this lifetime, this is the utmost lie. And this is the basically the distraction or the maya, the maya or the mohini, okay? And this is the enchantment of the realm. So when you think that magic doesn't exist or magic is not prevalent, understand that there is a magic of a veil. There's a veil around you at all times, which is creating a false sense of identity, a false sense of reality, and a false sense of existence. And only when you open Pandora's box, only when you unveil everything that is within the consciousness and the mind, do you really see that you are not only the projector, but the screen and all things in, in tandem and in between? So as immortal avatars, we exist in this physical simulation to, or this quantum simulation or this, this quantum holographic dream state reality, as I've called it before, in order to truly awaken and to master ourselves into reaching the highest states and levels of consciousness and to truly understanding what it is that we are here to do and how we can start to unveil and access these higher states of being. So this is the true gnosis, this is the true magic, and this is the true mystery teachings that we are here to unveil. And let us get started and let us recognize that the journey is upward. So ascension means that you are climbing upstairs. Stairs. Which means that you are actually having to Tra traverse these challenges, these obstacles, these, these pitfalls, and even falling down the stairs. So everyone's journey, although it's going to look very different for each person, everyone's journey actually is an ascension when you are going towards the right direction. You are ascending in consciousness, you are ascending in energy, your kundalini or your spiritual energy, your life force is ascending from the root chakra to the crown chakra. And so ascension is this process of constantly moving forward, upwards. And as an immortal, an immortal means you are not mortal, okay? So you, you may say, well, that doesn't make any sense. I have a physical body. How can I be immortal? Well, your spirit is immortal. And we don't talk about immortality when we're talking about the physical body. So whereas some people may think, you know, this whole idea of transhumanism is very popular these days and becoming a cyborg or merging with the machine, that's the whole the the whole kick and you know the whole focus that our society especially the hive mind is moving into the idea that they can become a, a part of a digital technological mainframe or a quantum computer essentially but what i'm here to tell you is that you already are a part of an infinite source of energy and so there's no need to replicate that there's no need to Mirror that in this dimension by getting lost in another virtual sim. What you need to do is break beyond all of the virtual sims. Break beyond all of the constructs, all of these illusions that have been cast over your true self. Even in this day and age now, 
we still exist in these sub realities or dreams within dreams. And it is basically a, a question of inception. Can you reincept your own self to get yourself back to your base reality? If that makes sense. That has been one of the processes here that we've been working on is really getting back to base reality. And that is one thing I believe the school of mysticism shines and excels at is when we tap into this energy field, we restore ourselves back to universal harmony and back to who we truly are. And that is something that has is covered by the day-to-day -day grime and dirt and, and muck that is this reality. So whether you have things that you have to do in your society or in your life, you have to go, you know, go shopping to pay for stuff and, you know, feed yourself and take care of yourself and do these things, right? This is not the real reality. So the human experience is almost 90 or 80% grime and dirt and drudgery and hard work and only 20% real reward or alleviation. And that is designed on purpose to weed out the wheat from the chaff, to weed out the strong, tough souls, the ones that are going to make it back to nirvana or you know, true God consciousness and to the ones that are going to stay in the fallen state of lack and the, the fallen state of uh, depravity or chaos, or, you know, what we would call Satan's world, or Yahweh's world, or the Demiurge's world. And where can we actually start to Im implement these teachings in this gnosis in our real world, so it's not just conjecture in the mind? Because conjecture in the mind feels great, it motivates you, it may pump you up, but what kind of actionable steps can you take in your life to make it real? So that way you do realize, hey, I have broken through the construct and all these veils, and I am basically back on Pandora. Whether whether or not anyone else can realize it, Pandora has always been in front of you. It is simply that your senses and your consciousness was not tuned to it. And so I'm here to tell you that as the mystic, as the shaman, as the magi, as the magician, and as the spiritualist or the occultist, or as the metaphysician, all words for the same thing, as, or as the wizard, right? We are able to recontextualize ourselves and bring ourselves back to this mystical space. And this is the knowledge of the Lumerians and the Atlanteans and all of these previous civilizations that had the golden age or had these abilities and had this connection to divinity and to the godly planes or the divine realms. And we'll talk about that as well. We had this knowledge. We had the ability to telepathically communicate with the forces of nature and all devas and lokas and whatnot. And because of that, we were able to, to stream this consciousness back and forth and make changes in our world. We no longer had to rely on, you know, the mercy of the reality. <laughs> so the mercy of the reality is like, please, I hope for some rain so my crops can survive. Versus knowing how to summon rain. All right, so we first start off with the school of mysticism being a shining beacon once again. We want to give thanks and gratitude to all of our members and all of our students we sincerely appreciate you and your contributions and your efforts and your energy. This journey would not be the same without all of you. And we encourage our community to communicate and to share and to reach out and to stay engaged with the community. So even if you're kind of like a, a passive watcher or a passive learner or passive student, you know, we encourage you to share something about yourself in the school. I encourage you to really be a part of this conversation and to not feel that you need to be afraid or 
uh, unsure if you're going to ask the wrong question, remember all questions are welcome unless the question has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So the only time I really get annoyed with people is when they ask or they talk about things that have no relation to what, to what I'm teaching about. But if you're here to learn and you really are a student and you really are a student of the mysteries, I welcome you into this community and we do seek your, um, your gnosis, your experience and, you know, your connection. And so reach out, be friends, make friends in the community. We want to have a strong tribe. And, you know, we've noticed that, um, our tribe has grown and increased, and then people have also left as well. And it's just the fluctuations of things. And we've understood that this is just the process. We've also noticed that there are many students that come in and they're very engaged within the first few months or so. And then what happens is they kind of fizzle out. They kind of stop paying attention. They stop coming to the lectures and we kind of stop hearing from them. And then we're kind of left to wonder, well, hey, are we doing something wrong? Or is it really just that people are kind of getting left in the dust? And so from our analysis, we've kind of realized that, you know, there has been a lot of changes within the reality, number one. And yes, this information is very advanced. And also, as we keep rising, if you're not rising with us, you may get left behind. And so that may feel like the gap between the school and you is so far, you don't even feel like trying anymore. And I'm here to tell you that that's not acceptable because if you're part of my school in the community, you know, it's it's our school. It's not just mine. <laughs> if, if you're a part of this community, we want you to be engaged. We want you to share your thoughts and your feelings and to share your talents, your skills. We, I envision this to be a community of very talented mystical beings that can come together. And if we want to have a real physical location, like, you know, we just finally got our first real physical location here. But if we want to build something bigger, like in the image, we're going to need more people to come together and to really start helping us build this together. Because this is not a one-man job or a two-man job or a man and woman job, right? This is a job for a community. And so a community only thrives when everyone has trust and respect and honesty and integrity, and we're all working towards a common goal. So we do encourage those of you that are interested in resonating with that to stay engaged, um, keep doing the assignments and the work and to, you know, give us suggestions. If you want stuff that we are, are uh, that you think we need to work on in the curriculum, please let me know. I'm not going to feel offended or upset that you said that. I'm actually going to be grateful that you gave me feedback. Now, I do want to say, of course, there have been students within the community that are very much um, you know, a part of, of the community and very much um, attuned and resonant with us. And so we are grateful for you and we're grateful for your interaction. The school of mysticism is a mystery school and the mysteries are something that have been lost within this realm. So we seek to revive that and that energy. And of course, we also recognize that there is an op opposition, Okay. So there are those energies that do not like what we're doing here. And the only reason why I even speak about them is so that way you as a student understands that as you go on this journey, there may be some obstacles. Do not feel fear or, you know, anger or anything like that, but actually recognize that this is just a further calling to be committed to the school and be committed to your journey and be committed to the purpose that we all bring here together. 
And when we can shine and we can really understand what our light is, we realize that there is no darkness that can touch us. It's not even a matter a matter of, of battle or war anymore. It's just simply is what it is. Just like the sun shines each day, just like the trees blossom each day, just like the rain comes and the earth regenerates herself, life and spirit and energy always regenerate. So as the school evolves, there may be times where we are less staffed, quote unquote, or less people are a part of it. And there may be times where we have way more people. And there's, you know, this, I've seen this for three years now. So I've seen the ups, the downs, the mids, the highs, the lows. And guess what? Every day we come here and we show up. So regardless, that is what it is. Now, the first question I'm going to ask you is the avatar is dreaming in Pandora's box, but what happens when the box is opened? The human consciousness is unveiled and within it, the ancient secrets and blueprints to free energy, the quantum states, teleportation, bilocation, and the magical forces all reawaken, activate, and surge throughout from the root to the crown chakra, awakening and activating the infinite avatar. Nothing can truly stop the awakening of the magical fire within and you can join us in this grand lecture hall at the School of Mysticism to unlock the very fate and magic of your infinite existence. So I did give a disclaimer in this lecture that this lecture is extremely important. Now, just letting you know, I have not gotten to the main topic yet. We're just kind of giving you the pre preemptive information here. This lecture is very, very vital because we are going to talk to you about how to escape the matrix in this one. So I'm going to give you like all the gnosis that I have up until this point on how to truly escape the matrix. Now, this is not a finished conversation. As far as I can tell, there's going to be more information. I've also shared a lot of information about escaping the matrix and Homo Luminous, the divine blueprint. Okay. Which does talk about like awakening this immortal avatar, awakening this avatar that is infinite. And my book was released in 2021, I believe, or I will, I'm gonna have to check the date on that. It was released a few years ago. So the important thing about that is that as you begin to journey alongside this, you gain more and more gnosis about who you truly are. And this is what consciousness truly is. There's no human consciousness. It's just consciousness. As we start to ask these deeper questions, we start to, we start to awaken and activate Pandora's box. Now, Pandora's box is not at all what people think it is. And so the divine powers, a lot of people will blame a lot of things on the Archons. And I've started to see things a little bit differently now. I started to recognize that it's not actually the Archons' fault. It's not actually these, these Netter gods' fault. They're actually just a control mechanism. And we are the power. Because if you blame it on them, you're still not in your full power. You're still not taking responsibility for what you're doing in this multiverse. What we have to realize is that if we don't use our divine power to break out, we are their food. It's very simple. They have designed the system to grant those that are worthy of freedom, freedom. Those that are not worthy of freedom get destroyed or recycled. It's very simple. So we got to kind of take away the emotion out of it and start realizing things from a more clear-minded space. And this took me a long time to recognize this, that actually once you do 
understand your purpose here and you are following your soul's mission or your spirit's mission and you do have the the trajectory and the thrust power you will move in the right direction unopposed unopposed because once you're going up and you're high enough um sure you may have pitfalls you may fall back but it's really about you've you figured out what the point of the game is there are still many beings that are so lost in this game they still think that they're uh that it's someone else's fault that this person is to blame or this energy is to blame or this God is to blame. They blame it on Saturn. They blame it on uh, Jehovah or the Demiurge, right? This is nonsense. This is nonsense because we are more powerful than the artificial intelligence. If you don't believe me, you don't know your true power. We are more powerful. We may not seem like we're more powerful, but we actually are. And we actually do have the ability like Neo to rewrite the entire code of our existence. And so the whole point of you being here is to remember that you are a divine programmer, a divine guardian of the mysteries. And so when you can start to reaccess those codes and start to turn yourself back online and get your energy signature flowing and remove the things that are blocking your energy, the fears, the poverty mindset, the lack mindset, the scarcity, the uh, not feeling good enough, not having confidence in yourself, these kinds of things. This will all keep you in this realm. This is designed like crabs in a bucket. You must excel. Despite your programming, despite your hardships, despite your pains and suffering, use every bit of pain and suffering as fuel. Every bit of pain and suffering and challenge and adversity is energetic fuel for you. Because you're an immortal and you only draw uh, power from two things, positive emotions and negative emotions. You can draw it from positive and you can draw it from negative. This is the key of the force. This is the secret of the mystical force, which all of the gurus and all of the mystics and all the warriors and shamans have known. You can draw power from your emotions, whether they be positive or negative. Now, be careful drawing too much power from negative emotions because they will corrupt you. Instead, take that negative emotion and transmute it into love, into bliss, into positivity. Take the anger or the fear and the depravity and any sort of wickedness inside of your consciousness and make it into light, make it into gold, make it into magic. It's alchemy, exactly. This is the magic that we are here to perfect. This is the magic that the gods are, are masters of. They are masters of it. That is how they created humans in the first place. If they were not masters of it, they would not have been able to unlock this teaching and actually share it. And by the way, in case you're wondering, well, where are the gods? The gods have left almost every single piece of information that you need to escape this place for you. It's just that people are not listening. They're not learning. They're not even opening their eyes. They're so blind by their arrogance and their ignorance that they're not able to take heed of the message, which is why stuff like this mystery school teachings are is somewhat on the decline in this last year or so, these last few years. We've noticed this. We've noticed this because we notice people are no longer humble. They no longer want to learn. They think that they know it all. They think that they've already figured it out or they think that they're, they're so lost in the suffering that they never think that they're going to get out, which is fine. If you truly believe that about yourself, that's your choice. 
But there are those of us that are mystical initiates and warriors that are anointed and we will rise and we will lead a path to show you this is the path. And so there will be no more doubts or no more questions or no more uh, second guessing. Oh, that's not possible. It's just not possible for you because you haven't figured it out yet. But there are those beings that have. And so we should look towards them to follow in their footsteps metaphorically in order to get to the right place in our, in our consciousness. So let's continue on here. <clears throat> the duat, as I said, is the underworld. The underworld is shown in many different ancient literatures, ancient texts, and various different sources. The duat is discussed by the Egyptians in the Book of the Dead, by the Papyrus of Ani. It is discussed in many other sources. You know, the Tibetans call it the Bardo, which is very similar. And there is always a, a this is actually the, this is not the afterlife. This is a transitionary plane. This is a transitory plane. This is a plane that you must cross with your metaphysical awareness and acuteness. So if you had spent your whole life preparing, you will be okay because you would have trained yourself to know what to expect, how to use the spells and the protective uh, items in order to actually get to the location that you need to be in. However, if you had squandered your life and squandered your existence, you had fallen into materialism, you had fallen into traps of the senses, constantly lusting, constantly wanting more of this and that, not really recognizing that your real purpose was to ascend, well, then you would never be able to escape the duat and you may actually actually become uh, destroyed or incapacitated in this afterlife transition because you were not deemed worthy. You were not deemed worthy to ascend forward. And actually, it's not anyone else that deems you worthy. It is yourself. So before you think some other god or some other being is judge, jury, and executioner, this is this is false. You are the only uh, true, you know, record keeper of your own life, and you're the one that makes the call. But if you don't, if you really have not lived in true morality and principle, yes, there will be governing forces that will subject you to a lower realm because this is just the way we have to balance things. This is the way we balance things in, in these planes. We have to have security. If we, if we didn't have security, see, we already know the earth is a crazy place with crazy beings here. Okay. If we didn't have security, we would have these crazy demons these asuras, as they're called, running amok in the heavenly planes. That is what they built Earth for. They built Earth so the demons could run loose. And so that way, it could be an intermediary realm between the, the devas and the asuras, the gods and the demons. You got a lot of beings that are demons or demonic oriented here, which means that they are from a lower vibration they are beings of chaos so they are basically minions of saklas minions of the false god and these are what make up 90 to 95 percent of humanity and we can spot them very easily because they don't not know anything about the mysteries and they they scold the mysteries they laugh at the mysteries they insult the mysteries they don't know their place one thing that we have to talk about is um, this was a reference that I had heard and it was uh, it, it kind of made me laugh because I know exactly how true it is. 
when we're talking about the mysteries, this is sacred territory. So if your consciousness is not sacred, you are not welcome here. And what I mean by this is that there are sometimes people that will be in this sacred space and you could be doing like a, a shamanic ritual, right? Like an ayahuasca ritual or something. And you're, you're basically going into the higher realms, okay? You're actually going to go into the duat first. This kind of energy would take you into the duat, would take you to the underworld. And from the underworld, you would have to climb out. What I'm saying is you could be doing this shamanic ritual. And this is the way our, our society is engineered. They're so brainwashed that we could have elders and mystical beings around us that are teaching us this wisdom and you could be on the corner over there scrolling on your phone or laughing about some meme or watching some stupid TikTok video or something, not recognizing that you're in a sacred place or, or talking in a certain way that is disrespectful to these energies. Once they find out that you're disrespectful, they cast you out until you can figure out your way to get back into that space because this is not for folly. This is very serious. These gods would punish you. They would punish you. And it's really yourself punishing yourself because you're not in the higher state of awareness. So without sounding too harsh, I'm simply reminding people that they must recognize the sacredness of this teaching. And anytime we go into mystery teachings, we must put away the distractions. Okay. So we see people all the time doing this kind of like pathetic behavior and I have to uh, remove them from my, my community because I recognize, hey, that's not the type of consciousness that's going to escape the duat. <laughs> that is the type of consciousness that will be devoured or recycled. Now let's get back to some of these images here. In this image over here on the right side at the top, we have what the, the underworld looks like. Again, another entrance. The underworld is... 50% subtle and 50% physical. What does that even mean? It means that there are parts of the underworld which can be reached through the physical body, which you can walk on your two legs if you can find an entrance. Okay, this is what the governments have been doing. They have been digging and creating dumbs because they know the underworld is there. And so they are trying to talk with these factions of beings these different types of beings, the Naga, the, the snake people, you know, there's so many other kinds, even insectoids and others. They're trying to talk with these beings. Some of them are trying to ex exchange technology. Some of them are trying to exchange uh, riches and secrets and knowledge, and they want, they want ways out, okay? The fallen angels want ways out of this plane. However, entrances and exits are sealed by those guardians because they're not allowed to leave until certain forces are wiped out and cleansed.